This podcast replay is brought to you by Orvieto's Awards and more. For 35 years, providing everything from plaques to laser and UV printing. They do all their engraving and printing in-house for quality control. Call Charles at 305-949-8098 or visit them at orvietosawards.com. Orvieto's Awards and more, where recognition is rewarding. Oh, Mike, Mike. Good morning, boys and girls. I hope you're doing fractionally better than I am. Fractionally, okay? Because it's really hard to be much better than I am right now. I wonder why. I wonder why. I wonder why. I wonder why we're at 57K. <laughs> Man, it's a good morning. Holy shit. And Brooklyn Rob, thank you, sir. You started off the morning with a Bitcoin donation. Thank you, sir. Those are my favorite donations. Those That's the donation that keeps on giving, Rob. Like the other ones you've given, they have grown. So thank you. When you send a when you really when you donate Bitcoin to our show, you're giving me love for the rest of your life. And you know, you and I will be friends for the rest of our lives. You know, that's just kind of the way it goes. So, you know, we thank you all out there, man. Woo! Woo! Man, it's just it's just good because we've been waiting for this, you know. I used to tell you two years ago, hey, this is about, you know, 24 and 25. And it sounded like it was ahead of, you know, years ahead. And it's so long ago. And we're saying that, you know, two, three years ago. And uh, here we are, like 23, 24, 25, really. Because it started in 23, really. If you, the bottom was really uh, somewhere around September, August, something like that. And then, and then everything started climbing and, and then Bitcoin started, you know, hit its bottom like around December of 2022. And then 20, I mean, right, then 23 and then now 24. So, yeah, that's how it's been. So we've been waiting for a while for this. And it's uh, it's been good. It's been good. And it's going to get to a point, remember, that Bitcoin will get so expensive that then money will start flowing into the altcoins. So that's what's going to happen next. And you're seeing it already as one of my favorite altcoins, uh, Illuvium, is up a bunch, man, like 25 or 30 percent. Um, and it is where, where is Illuvium that got me excited? One hundred and thirty four dollars right now. And uh, those of us that took advantage of the dip, we got them down at thirty eight bucks and forty and forty two dollars. So now it's one hundred and thirty four, you know. You've already 3X'd it, you know? So it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. So we love it. And the heat last night, man, I, I didn't get good sleep last night, but um, thank you, Heat. And you'll do it again to me tonight, right? Portland, 10 o'clock. So, but they won, which was good. And that was a no, no third quarter, right? <laughs> they really, by the way, the third quarter has not really been like the issue, you know, like in years past. We used to like dread the third quarter, you know what I'm saying? But last night, 36-19, that was a, that was a, that was a, it was, that was their third quarter, not ours. So that was good. It was good. I was sitting there going, okay, we're, we don't have the third quarter. They do. Thank God. All right, let's rock. 
You know, that was uh, that was good last night. And then we've got some dolphin stuff to talk about. Actually, um, you know, you know, I don't do the hypothetical bullshit and all that and start creating, you know, fake talk and all that. But no, we, you know, when we have real talk and stuff that we can talk about, I will. And I actually have uh, what, like uh, one, two, three, four different uh, talking points today for the Dolphins. That's a lot for an offseason. So uh, there you go. Four different rants that uh, Sean will probably put up uh, when it's all said and done. Joseph is number one in our roll call. He says, good morning. Great heat win last night. Let's do it again tonight. Well, it'll be, it'll be a little easier tonight, right? Tonight we get to slap uh, Portland around a little bit. Last night was that was the difficult game, and I, I love how they're playing, man. I love how they're playing. Haquez was terrific last night. Bam, by the way, got to give Bam some love, man. He played really well last night. Uh, Kyle Cockrell says everything is green, Big O and Sean. And the chat, hopefully everyone has been listening and packing their bags. It's a great morning to be alive. I got up this morning, took some profits. I feel good. That's right. There you go. That's smart, Kyle. Take profits along the way, baby. Lord knows the profits have been coming in. Uh, Stephen Harris, looks like I'm early. Yes, you are. Thank you for being early. Jay Gelfin is in the house. Another chapter added to the Duncan story. So he led the team with 11 assists. Yeah, no, I mean, Duncan, I'm telling you, he's headed down that UD path is what he's doing. Omar Lopez, John Padilla, Gus Gus 1388 says combine time, wheeling and dealing. Yeah, we got some stuff to talk about with that. Uh, C. Dola is in the house. Steve Chapman, he says, good morning, Bitcoiners and chat borders. There you go. Notice how the the attitude has changed, right? On, on the crypto and the Bitcoin front, right? Uh, people are a little bit more accepting and then, you know, because it's becoming more mainstream. And more and more people are, are finally being convinced that it's the right way to go, you know, even though I've been telling you for years. But, you know, what can I say? This happens to me all the time. Today at noon, I know it's going to happen with Chris Perkins of the Sun Sentinel. I, I'll be on his show at noon. So uh, at noon, this show, this show will end around 1155 today. It's already kind of set because I got to be on at noon with Chris Perkins. So uh, we'll be doing the uh, Sun Sentinel at noon with Perk, and we'll have some fun there. Uh, Steve Chapman, a Coach AJ, GP Trap, Steven Gonzalez, Triple J, that kid's going to be a superstar. Hells to the yeah. I mean, 26 points, 12 of 17 shooting, incredibly efficient last night. Five rebounds, three steals. Triple J is the shit, dude. Uh, you got to love him, dude. Uh, Alexis Palenzuela, Think Blue Dodgers, is out in L.A. Uh, Kyle says, everyone that's invested in crypto, do yourself a favor and really research on when and how to take profits. Don't ride your bags all the way down. That's right. He is right. He's right. He's right. When you're right, you're right. Chad is in. Ryan A.P., NorCal, sorry I missed you guys this trip. TPP raised 71000 for DCC. Hope to see you in L.A., Seattle, and FCW24. All right, all right. Congratulations, NorCal, and everyone at the DCC that uh, raised money for a great cause. One-Eyed Jack says, good morning, Big O and Sean. All I want for free agency is Derrick Henry and Patrick Queen. 
Uh, Stetson O, GM to all, Brian Landis, Ray Sosa, Miles Deep. Ray says, great game by Jaquez and Bam. Yes, yes, agree. Brooklyn Rob is in the house. Thank you, Brooklyn Rob, again. Appreciate the donation. Remember, you can make a Bitcoin or you can make a donation at Cash App or Venmo at Cash Big O Show. That is Cash Big O Show, Cash App or Venmo. And of course, you can also make a Bitcoin donation there at the same time, too. Okay, so there you go. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, Ray Varnicus, Jamie Zoria out in San Jose. He reminds everybody to smash that like button. Captain Saki. Yes, sir. Tarpon Springs, right? Is that it? Is that where you're at, right? I think it is. Christian, Share Bear, Brandon Flood. Uh, let's see. It's all about the heat, says Josh. Dan B. Good morning, sir. Uh, that's on YouTube Live, Sun Sentinel. Yeah, yeah, it's on the Sun Sentinel. Uh, I'm sure Chris Perkins on his Twitter feed will have the the link and everything. So yeah. NorCal says free Wi-Fi on JetBlue. I'll listen to your show as I head west. See ya, fan club weekend, Finns fan. There you go. Nice. Thank you, NorCal. Pipe Man Slim, what do you think about Flare Coin? Don't know anything about it. Don't know a damn thing about Flare Coin. It's the first time I've ever heard of it. So, you know me. If I don't know something, I'm going to tell you. I have no problem with that. Uh, so, I don't, can't give you anything positive, negative, nothing, dude. And that's the first time I've heard of it. Uh, Share Bear says, carry your own bags. That's right. JS says, my crypto portfolio looking good. In the words of Meek Mill, I used to pray for times like this. There you go. Good morning, Big O. Loved yesterday's show pointing out the generational difference. You are a doctor of common sense. Contingencies. You and I had contingencies, Ocala Joe. These kids, they got no contingencies. We had layers, layers of contingency. These kids don't have anything at all. We're not allowed to. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's where that Papo uh, or Papa or whatever his name was. That's where he uh, he uh, he read that one way off, dude, way off, way off. True Finn fan reminds us with a little super chat. He farted in a meeting today. Two day suspension. That's because they listen to the show and they know that you're you're the culprit. See, there you go. That's what's going on there. You were busted. There you go. Steve, hateful Steve, sending in some love on Venmo. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Although he says uh, about Trump, uh, says, you see, Trump started laying out policy plans and one to loosen restrictions. Actually, he laid out no policy, no nothing. Okay, nothing. They just asked him about Bitcoin and he said, well, it's 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 growing in and has its own mind that it's growing. I can do with or without it. You know, Steve, that's the problem with you Trumpies. You're you don't really listen. You don't really pay attention. That's the problem with you Trumpies. You know, and what you're going to take his word? Did he build the wall? Did he make the Mexicans pay for the wall? A no and no. 
after ripping Obamacare, did he ever come up with his own health care plan? Uh, no. Oh, and by the way, Obamacare is up to 20 million people now, 20 million Americans. I, if you want to keep listening to somebody that constantly lies, then you go ahead, Steve. You go ahead, my brother. I know That's why the cult is there. That's why you guys are part of a cult. You know, because there's no credibility, no nothing. It's just blind, blind, leading the blind. Never said anything about any kind of crypto, anything, dude. Nothing about Bitcoin. All he said is he acknowledged it. And you know why? Because of his conversation with Vivek Ramaswamy. See, the problem, Steve M., since you've chosen a side and I haven't, I don't give a shit about Democrats or Republicans. I'll rip them both and I'll tell you exactly what's wrong with them. But those of you like Steve, like hateful Steve, that has taken a dive into one side or the other, you don't see shit. You know, that's all. You don't see shit. You don't know anything because you're blindly following one side. And that's why I get dumbasses that say, oh, Bitcoin's a scam. Why? Because you're listening to dumbass Elizabeth Warren, who's evil and wants to put in CBDCs and control your life. Why? Because she's fed by the banks. The faster you learn about this, the faster you will learn what those two shitty parties constantly do to us. I'm the wrong guy to argue politics. Do you know why? If you're a Democrat, I'm going to bury you. If you're a Republican, I am going to bury you. You know why? Neither one of the parties are worth a damn, and the candidates they come up with are absolutely brutal, Steve. So I laugh at people like you that are stupid enough to believe these people. Are we clear on that now? See, the problem is I go with facts. I actually listen to what the moron said, and he never put together a policy or anything like that. But you go ahead and talk shit because you got your head up Trump's ass and you have no objectivity. But thanks for the donation, my brother. Appreciate it. Even though you constantly send shit that has no factual backups to it. Constantly. You know, but it, it's hard for me to waste my time constantly answering you because you don't even understand when you're wrong. Trumpies, the most uneducated people out there. The most, the most I've ever seen. The most uneducated people I have ever seen in my life in politics. It's, it's shocking how lost you people are. Anyway, it's like, you know, they, they just come up sh with shit, dude. It's like, it's really amazing to me. Anyway, uh, yeah, Steve has uh, completely alternative facts, you know, but whatever, bro. You, you go ahead and believe Biden and Trump. Go ahead. You, you go ahead and believe those guys. Yeah, they, they, they're going to lead you down the right path. You go ahead. Uh, Kennedy is a CBDC supporter. No, he's not. He's a Bitcoin supporter. See, Sam, I am. Why are you people so misinformed, bro? 
I'm not a Robert Kennedy guy either, but he's totally Bitcoin. He's completely against CBDCs. He actually understands Bitcoin. See, that's the problem, Sam, I am. That's the problem with this country. Too many of you are uninformed. You don't do your fucking homework. You walk around and you say stupid shit and you don't know how to represent anything because you have no information, no facts. Just like Steve, just like Sam I am. Kennedy couldn't be a bigger person. He is the biggest against CBDCs because he actually understands this. Jesus Christ, dude. Sam, I am, brother, you're better off. No digas nada. Callaito, papo. Callaito. Don't say anything. You expose yourself for not knowing it. Kennedy is all Bitcoin, dude. There's no more bullish Bitcoin candidate than Robert Kennedy. And again, I'm not a Kennedy guy. I'm not a Biden guy. I'm not a Trump guy. But I'm just telling you. Anyway, I feel like politicians are starting to be selected like NFL Pro Bowl or NFL NBA All-Star. Just popular, it gets in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Eddie J. De La Torre says, you might be the smartest human being ever. No, I'm not, bro. I'm far from it, bro. I'm far from it. But I, I mean, there are certain things I keep up with and you know, you're not going to bullshit me. You're just not going to bullshit me. You know what I mean? And since I got in this three years ago, oh brother, I follow everything that goes on in politics, everything you can't invest without knowing what goes on. And so I know exactly what all these phony people are doing to us. And I know and I know that most of you out there are just, you know, there's so many of you that are misinformed. You don't even know what the hell you're talking about. And then you, you just and then you repeat what another clueless person says instead of doing your own homework. Like that dude. <laughs> he spews out something from Kennedy that is completely opposite. Jesus Christ, dude. Blind leading the blind. It's exactly what it is. Ryan AP. Anyway. Uh, big O getting mad. Now look what y'all did. That's <laughs> just, I, I don't like misinformation, you know, just like Steve M misinformation, just like this dude. And there's just too much of it, bro. Too much of it. You know, Bitcoin to the moon. How can you not believe in Bitcoin? Well, you know, we, we, we've had our idiots, you know? They uh, they disappear, but you know what can I tell you? Yeah, I can wait for my ETH to hit twenty five. No, no, I don't think ETH is going to twenty five k. Let's get realistic now, okay? I think five to seven is safe, and then ten k is. I think in this bull run, ten k would be amazing. Remember, there's more ETH, even though ETH will be burned, and there'll be less and less ETH as time goes on. But there's still you know, the number, I forgot what the number is. It's an enormous number. It's not like Bitcoin, that there's a finite supply. And when it's over, it's over. And when the halving comes, it's half of it is being produced of what it's being produced now from 900 to 450. And the amount that's being bought, I mean, Sailor just bought 3,000 more Bitcoin. 
And we're in the 50s and he's still buying. You know, it's one, you, you just, this is, and it's just going to go, it's going to skyrocket. And, and by the way, the Asian EFTs have not gone online yet. I, I believe Japan has four of them they're about to approve. And China's working on it too, because Hong Kong also is in the process of it. So, you know, mainland China is going to be all over it. And they're easing up the restrictions. Now, on the China side, it's more for firms, not for the average person. The average person that has Bitcoin in China has been doing it with a VPN and illegally and risking a lot. You know what I'm saying? But wait till the Asian EFTs kick in and wait till the Arab nations start to, no, 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 no. We got to get a bunch of that for our reserves. And it's going to happen. And then that shit's going to dry up and it's going to skyrocket. We're going to pass our all-time high 67,000 before the halving. That's where we're, we're on pace for 60 right around the corner. And go look at it. The ETFs are eating up every day. They're eating up your Bitcoin. This has been around for 15 years. You've had a lot of time to collect Bitcoin and improve your life. Not a financial advisor. And I know personally, I've been at it for just a little over three years now. So I've been warning you about all of this. You know what I'm saying? By, by the way, anybody that bought it at 16 and 20, and we're about to approach 60, <laughs> three to four times, I mean, that's, that's pretty good, man. Congratulations to you out there. Okay, congratulations. Uh, it's better to be quiet and thought of a fool than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. Amen. Pat in Nashville, Sam, I am furiously searching Google right now. <laughs> I mean, Robert Kennedy couldn't be a bigger Bitcoin. Like, that's the only reason I would want him president is for Bitcoin. That's it. Because I don't know policy-wise, all the other stuff. I don't know. You know what I mean? I, it's not like I enjoy Biden's policies or Trump's policies. And so it doesn't really matter to me. It's not like I'm ever going to find somebody that I think is kind of like, you know, for Americans, not for one far side or one far side, you know, progressives and and the uh, MAGAs. That's like ruining everything. You know, it's the Bernie's and the AOC's and the Elizabeth Warren's and it's the Trump's and the Jim Jordan's and the Marjorie Taylor Greens and all that kind of shit. That, that, that's what's ruining everything, dude. Everything. Everything. Oh, when Bitcoin mining is over, do you think they'll do another type of Bitcoin with the same parameters? No, there's other cryptos going on, Ethereum and everything else. Now, remember, you'll still have validators because you're going to have transactions. So you'll have millions and billions and trillions of transactions. So you'll still have, you know, validators. But remember, Bitcoin mining will still be going on for, for decades, still another 40 years. You know, it'll be less and less, but it'll be... It was still gone for about 40 years. They have, you know what I mean? Now, most of the Bitcoin, like 96, 7% of it will be mined already. It's a small percentage that's left to be mined. So, because it, it gets less and less every four years. This is what we've all been trying to tell you. <laughs> Why? It's going to skyrocket. You know what I mean? But, you know, the ones that don't want to believe it's because you're listening to the wrong, you're listening to Elizabeth Warren. You know, 
and you're listening to stupid people or evil people in, in Elizabeth Warren's case. So uh, stop watching news will help your mind. Yeah, probably. Got my Bitcoin at 32. Look at that. Big O Drew Rosenau said the Dolphins will most likely tag Wilkins. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I think they can now. That's what I told you before, right? That they're, they could, like, you know, was it Friday you asked me this, right? At that at, at Hialeah, right? And I think he did a segment on it you know, on the audio side or the video side, I think, too, also. Um, they could pull a dick move because they'll have, you know, we've gone from this cap crisis, right? And all these cap crisis people, I, I would imagine they're, they've been walking off the ledge already, right? And I told you that they've gotten to a point where they might be able to still tag him and hold on to him for one more year, but not really give him a long-term contract. So that'll be interesting to see how, because they have enough space and enough flexibility. As I've told you, the flexibility is not going to be a problem this offseason. Next year will be a little bit more challenging. And then two years from now is when it gets tough. Okay. Again, still stuff you can try to overcome, but the, the stuff that the media was trying to talk about, it's actually two years from now. But that's all right, dude. Whatever, bro. You know, we'll give you the straight information is what we'll do here. We, we don't need the sensationalism. You know, I have enough uh, sensationalistic things going on with Bitcoin and Ethereum and, you know, so that's uh, that's my fun. You know, I'm not going to use dolphin stuff to put you guys on edge for no reason at all. Why am I going? That's the that's the cruelest thing to do, bro. Oh, I'm looking for clicks. You know, let me. Oh, it's going to be a cap crisis this offseason. Let's fill it up with drama. Sad, dude. Sad. Uh, is Charles Harris still in the league? Yes, uh, he was with Detroit last year, my friend, I think. I'm pretty sure. I mean, you know, you could do your own homework and actually go hit Detroit, hit the roster, and, you know, kind of like what I'm about to do right now for you. Let me see if he played last year with them. I'm pretty sure he did. Uh, let's see, let's see. Or maybe he was on another team. Charles Harris. Here we go. 13 games played. Uh, 10 tackles. 3 assists. Uh, 1.5 sacks. He didn't have the year he had the year before. The year, Well, he didn't play nearly as much this year. Last year, he got more snaps. So this year, he got less snaps. And, uh, and so he didn't produce... Uh, what was it? No, two years ago, he had seven and a half sacks. Last year, he only had one sack, played in six games, must have had injuries. This year, he played in 13 games. So, uh, but I think he's kind of a, a backup now there, I think. But he's still in the league, still in the league. Had a nice year two years ago. That's what I was. I thought it was last year. It was two years ago. So, yeah. So, he's still there. Uh, when it comes to misinformation, alternative facts, you can always count on hateful Steve for that. Yes. Yes, you can. 
Uh, I think Sam I am got his information from a cereal box. Probably he really doesn't follow, but that's all right, bro. Most people don't follow politics and and news and you know like money and stuff like that. They really don't. You know, Christian. Oh, you hear about this single Bitcoin wallet that acquired twenty six thousand Bitcoin valued at approximately one point three billion? Yeah, there's a wallet that every day is buying like you know, a hundred Bitcoin and you know, every day the guy buys, you know, cause he probably has so much money and he's just doing it for fun. And, and he's just building up his own reserve when it's all said and done. I, I, the rich are going to get so much more rich now. Okay. And that's why this was created. So anyone could take advantage of it. Anyone is you out there. And I got to tell you, you don't even need a whole Bitcoin. I think if you could get a fifth or a fourth of a Bitcoin, you know, put it this way. If it eventually goes to a million, a fifth is 200,000, a fourth is 250. That's what your, that's what your 12,000 or your, your 12,500. Oh no, we're at 57. So it's actually 14,000, close to 14,000, right around there. You're either your 14,000 or your like 12,000. One of the two will grow to 200, 250. It's up to you, man. It's up to you. Uh, when I need great salary cap advice, I go to Omar Kelly. Man, that man knows his shit. Memory like an elephant and zero FUD. I, I tense a little sarcasm in that statement with my man, Omar. Omar's such a good dude, bro. Uh, Dieter and Tunsil playing good in Houston. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Maybe Dieter, maybe Dieter wasn't a bad pick. It's just you need the right environment. You need the right system, you know? Pat in Nashville says, uh, I've heard of Hateful Steve many times, but where is he? No, he's never here. He's never on the chat. He listens to, I think he watches the show sometimes, but I think he also listens on audio because he'll come back at me at night. Oh, hey, I heard you say this. And it's like, okay. You know, and he comes up with his alternative facts. And so it's like, hey, did you see Trump's going to have, he has Bitcoin policies. No, he doesn't. He just says he can live with it or without it. That's it. He still likes the dollar. He still fancies the dollar. You know, he's still a dumbass in the end. You know? So anybody that still tells me about the dollar, then I'm already laughing at you. You know? Because the dollar, are you kidding me? We're in, thir we're in a $34 trillion debt. And we're growing by a trillion like every month and a half or two. Yeah, no, we're we're not. Our our our. Do you guys know that our interest debt payment is like, I it, it's, I, I forgot the number, but what we're just paying in interest on our debt is more than some countries have normally just in their debt. The interest of the debt, not the debt itself. I don't think you, I don't think people really understand how bad it is. I think most of America just does not understand how bad 
our banking system and our money and our how weak our dollar is. You know, so last two presidents, this one and the last one, 16 trillion they have printed. They killed the value of our dollar. Killed it, bro. Assassinated it. Oh, let's see. Hateful Steve never types in the chat because he knows he'll be ripped to pieces. <laughs> Big old thoughts on precious metals. I do have a thought on it, by the way. Before I let me go to uh, David Ferronis here real quickly. Um, I do have a thought, even though I'm not a gold guy. Um, I'm more of a obviously because it's better valued a hell of a lot more. Um, but the bottom line is gold is going to go down now. People are getting money out of gold and going into Bitcoin because it's liquid. It's, you know, and and there's a lot of funny stuff going on with gold that, you know, people think they have the gold and eh, it's really a paper, not really gold. And so there's been a lot of funny stuff, just like silver. It's been a lot of funny stuff over the years. But when it comes to that, I think gold will be very viable down the line because I think it's going to plummet. And maybe it plummets down to 1,400, 1,200, 1,500, 1,000 from the 2,000 mark. And then that's when you pounce. And you buy some, not a lot, some. I, I, I don't mind doing that. You know what I mean? But I don't have any now because gold sucks. It doesn't move. It's been stuck around the 2,000 area for years and years and years. Barely moves. Bitcoin moved a couple thousand yesterday. Bitcoin moved the total price of gold yesterday. Come on, man. I mean, it's just, it's kind of stupid. You know, anybody that tries to even compare gold to, to Bitcoin, it's, you, you can't, bro. You can't. Anyway, let's do it. 57K, baby. All right. The one and only. Ho Yoon, thank you for the love on Venmo, my friend. I appreciate you immensely. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Remember, Cash App or Venmo, Cash Big O Show, that is Cash Big O Show. It is time for David Ferronis and our Welt and Realm Miami Dolphins report. All rise, football fans. As the Welt and Realm Miami Dolphins report with David Ferronis is in session. Welton Rayom has more than 62 years of litigation experience handling insurance disputes. They are committed to resolving even the toughest insurance claims quickly. Call them for a free consultation. 954-966-4646. Here's Miami Dolphins insider, David Veronis. There he is, locked and loaded and ready to go. How you doing, bro? How's your Bitcoin bag? Oh, see, I'm missing out on all that. Uh, you, you had to throw those numbers out, out there right before I got on. So, uh, yeah, n n now that so FOMO was definitely hitting me. We were talking before you were on. on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me, dude? The way the market is going, I mean, yeah. It's, yeah. We're, we're, we're loving life right now, bro. Right now, it's uh, things are, uh, as they say, out of control, my friend. Bitcoin over 57. We'll be at 60,000 soon. We're off and running, bro. We're off yeah. and running. As I told Steve Calibro from Hialeah Park, uh, I told him this time next year we'll be talking about $100,000 Bitcoin. And so it's hard for people to understand that, but it's, it's going to happen. How about Jonathan Jensen? He says, my 22-year-old son has two full Bitcoins. Any suggestions on his plans going forward since he bought 
way back in 2018. So you got it real cheap. Hold forever. I know you're not a financial advisor, LOL. Uh, yes, you hold forever. Uh, you don't sell your Bitcoin. Okay. You sell all the altcoins. Bitcoin, you hold on forever. He's going to become Jonathan, his own bank. Um, he will be able to lend out money. And he's the one that's going to be getting all the interest. And he's the one that's going to get all the leverage. So, yes, you hold on to your Bitcoin, my friend. Yes. You do not. Uh, and make sure he has it on a cold storage wallet. He's young, so he's probably way ahead of you. And he probably gets it because younger people get it. It's older people like me that are completely lost and intimidated. But make sure, please, he, he has it in a cold storage wallet that he's not keeping his Bitcoins on an exchange. That would be my suggestion, sir. But definitely hang on to it because it's going to grow like out of control. So anyway, how you feeling, my man? You feeling good? Doing well over here at the uh, Indiana Convention Center. Just got in uh, to Indianapolis yesterday and uh, first day out here at Media Availabilities. So uh, Mike McDaniel speaking later today. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get his first comments uh, in uh, almost two months. Uh, no, a month and a half uh, uh, since the end of the season. So, um, yeah, a, a lot will be uh, going on this week. Yeah, the I would imagine a, a lot of uh, Weaver talk, uh, a lot about the uh, coaches that he added. I would imagine there's going to be a lot of those questions. Sure, yeah, coaching staff. And then uh, this time of year, always a primer going into free agency. And obviously the Dolphins have the big decision to make on Christian Wilkins coming up, March 5th deadline, if they do decide to franchise tag him. And then uh, obviously trying to work out a deal. Uh, and then uh, a, a lot of uh, – other storylines going into to free agency. And then uh, obviously this is the combine. So the uh, bottom line, they're here to see prospects. So uh, maybe some, some draft outlook as well, where, where the Dolphins still do have a first round pick uh, going into the final two months leading up to the draft. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I they, they definitely have the pick, but they also uh, have options. And that's the good thing. They're going to have uh, flexibility, which I think uh, you're, you're not into the cap crisis thing anymore, right? We're done with that, right? We're, we've passed that. No, and especially, especially the Dolphins got great news on was it Friday with uh, with where the new cap uh, stands at that number two fifty five point four, which is uh, or, which is higher than expected. So, uh, yeah, actually now the Dolphins are, are going into like this twenty seven over the cap range, uh, especially after the other moves Emmanuel Ogba, Xavier Howard money doesn't hit until post June one. But uh, just great news that the Dolphins got. I, I saw uh, one tweet from uh, from Josine Anderson saying that a source told her uh, this is the Taylor Swift uh, surplus money. So it, it's it, with, with the league doing great business, then the salary cap goes up, and um, a pleasant surprise for a lot of teams, but especially the Dolphins who were in this cap crisis going into the year, and then now that's a difference of twelve million dollars from uh, where we thought they were going to stand to to where they do. Yeah. So I think uh, everything will be very workable, you know, when it's uh, when it's all said and done. Um, I am yeah, even now, more so, even more so than before, which already I, was workable. And I know the other report and, and I do trust Dan Graziano is one of those guys I do trust. The only thing is I have to still see it to believe it. That they're going I because I I think there's because of the cap space. I think there's a chance they could tag him and hold him for one more year and kind of a dick move of not giving him a long-term contract. What I still don't believe is there will be a long-term contract, but because of Friday's actions, right? I still think they can make all their moves and tag Wilkins if they felt like it now. 
something I don't think they could have done before Friday's news. But now with Friday's news, I think there's still a chance they could tag him and hold on to him to make a run for one more year. Your thoughts on that? On tagging yeah. or actually getting a long-term contract? Yeah, I think you go to the negotiating table, and then if Christian Wilkins's number and the Dolphins' number, then they still can't make progress and and get somewhere close to to a deal. Then you, you proceed with the franchise tag, especially with the news that you have more of that flexibility for 2024. So, uh, yeah, you you can afford that 22 million dollar tag, uh, go for it, and then uh, you have him for at least one more year. And it's not really his decision; it's the the team decision. And then you hold off on uh, on your long-term plans with him, if, especially if you can't reach that number. So I would say try to first, and then if uh, that number, uh, if you can't settle on on the the number that suits both sides, then go ahead and franchise tag him. That's that's uh, that's your option. That that would that's the best player to utilize the tag on. It's really the only player that's uh, that's up for it for the Dolphins. So uh, go ahead and move forward with it. Uh, when you uh, when you. What'd you what you think of the Tyreek Hill comments on taking up karate and MMA and all that kind of stuff? I, I you know the fighting and all that. I think that's just him clowning around, to be quite honest. He won't be able to do it anyways in the NFL. But uh, bottom line, which I, I I actually think that's a good thing for him to practice other things. If it can help him hang on to the ball, especially that would be nice. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so refresh my memory on, on what what it is that Tyreek Hill. Uh, what did he say exactly? He was on a podcast and he says that he's adding to his off season regimen, karate and MMA. You haven't seen this? No. No. This is the first I hear it. Okay. All right. So yeah. It. Okay. And so then joked, and then he joked around about taking on Jake Paul and talking. <laughs> Talking to Dana White about getting in the ring, which it's really an octagon, but whatever. Um, so yeah, but to me that was kind of him clowning around in the uh, in the podcast. So that's why I wanted to ask you because I actually think um, working out in other ways than whatever you sport you play in, I think it's a positive because it works other muscles and 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 hand eye coordination sometimes becomes even better when you're doing other things outside of what you normally do every day. So to me, I find it as a positive that he's going to do, you know, something like that, adding karate and MMA to his regimen. Yeah. They say that for kids growing up all the time, you know, don't focus on a sport, uh, let yourself develop in various sports. And then you can, and then later on you can focus in on, on whatever you're best at, where, wherever you have the, the most tools to, to move forward and, and advance through levels. And uh, yeah, well, now for Tyreek Hill, you always have to take what he says with a grain of salt. He, he clowns around a lot uh, in, in, in interviews. Uh, sometimes you, you can't tell when he's being sarcastic, when he's really being genuine with, with what he's saying. Uh, so I'd have to hear the tone in, in how he said it. But, uh, hey, it's uh, like Tua did jujitsu last year. It's uh, I guess everyone's trying to do different martial arts uh, to work out different muscles and build different muscle memory. Yeah, exactly. And, and, uh, and the martial arts does, you know, he does have a lot of contact. So maybe that will help him and maybe also body control in the air. That might also help you a, a little bit more in those areas. So to me, I found it to be a, a positive. Uh, the other thing that came out and everybody got on top of it, the Jets are releasing Lake and Tomlinson. And obviously he was with the Niners and McDaniel was with the Niners. And, you know, they've had their guard issues, especially on the left side. 
uh, I, you know, Hi, Isaiah Wynn was looking good. So he is going to come back and hopefully he can, you know, start to build on what he was doing last year. But are, are you looking at Tomlinson as a, as an option for the Dolphins? Yeah, that certainly has to be an option that that um, makes makes your ears perk when you think of Mike McDaniel's history with him. Uh, and he even brought him up one time last year. I was uh, I was interviewing Mike McDaniel at owners meetings and um, uh, asking him about his confidence in Austin Jackson and Liam Eikenberg for the, it, this was last year. So going into this past season and, you know, he was still uh, on board with, with these guys and developing them. And Lakin Tomlinson was actually the example he gave for the guy that, uh, that once was sort of written off in the same way on the offensive line. And then that they stuck with him. They they developed him, and uh, he ended up getting another contract. He ends up getting a second contract. He was a Pro Bowler at one point. So now he is getting up there in age. He's over thirty, and um, and obviously the Jets had their struggles uh, the, this past year. But yeah, I mean that, that's definitely an option. And uh, now Isaiah Wentz coming off a, a season-ending injury as well. The Dolphins have three guards that are uh, in free agency, and and also the starting center coming off an ACL tear. So uh, yeah. That that's someone I would look at. The that, that definitely um, it, it catches my eye that Lincoln Tomlinson becomes available and Mike McDaniel has that pass with him. Scheme, man. You know, maybe this yeah. uh, scheme is what fits him better, and he's able to play uh, better in this scheme. All right. So, what's the agenda for the Dolphins in your eyes this week at the combine? Oh uh, yeah, as far as uh, checking out draft prospects or overall, because obviously there's always so many uh, things going on uh, in, in the background. Uh, Negotiations, uh, ADA. Overall, my brother, draft picks, they don't mean shit this week, dude. Come on, bro. I've been at this for 30 years. <laughs> All you're doing is running or watching them run around in shorts. You might interview them, but you're not picking them this week. You're not doing anything with right. them this week. So to me, it's really about all the other stuff in the periphery, the free agency, trades, possibly yeah. interest in other players. That's really what the combine is all about the rest of the bullshit it's really about injuries and interviews that's what the combine is i don't give a shit about you running the the uh the gauntlet or you know or whatever i mean give me a break dude whether you run a strong 40 or not that doesn't mean shit to me you know <laughs> you know you know and now, now, it's all now being here but, yeah. now being here three years i i kind of uh, feel like uh, they put all the prospects out to do all, all this uh, testing sort of as an excuse to get together. It's it's kind of like, you know, when you and your friends just find whatever, like, uh, oh, yeah. uh, there's a heat game on tonight. Let's go to Flanagan's, you know, so, something like that. Like, just find an excuse to, for everyone to come together. You know what the college players are? This is what they are. When you go to a heat game, Bernie comes out with his little gun and he starts shooting shirts. The dog and pony show part of the game, that's what the players are. Running around in shorts, they're the T-shirts being shot into the crowd. You know, the actual game being played on the court, that's actually the GMs, you know, the people talking to agents, talking about free agents, talking about their own free agents, talking about possible trades. That's the real combine, bro. That's what really goes on. The, the stuff running in shorts, that's for the fans to gobble up that bullshit. Oh, this guy did 225 46 times. Wow. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. None of that means yeah. anything. 
Right. No. And they and they do take the information that they gather from his testing and the interviews, but they keep it in the back pocket because the draft isn't for another two months here. So the, the immediate needs is uh, coming up in, in a couple of weeks when free agency begins, uh, the legal tampering period uh, that Monday, March 11th, and then a free agency officially begins uh, March 13th. So uh, And a lot of your needs get settled in free agency before the draft. So then your whole outlook on the draft could uh, can entirely change, not to mention – uh, especially for the Dolphins, they could end up trading uh, high-end uh, draft picks, as Chris Greer is is known to do. So, um, if I'm looking at as, as if I was within the Dolphins uh, on the docket, I'm looking at uh, the interior of the offensive line. What my plan is uh, on that front. Obviously, Wilkins on the defensive line is a high priority that uh, we've already spoken uh, about uh, ad nauseum here. Uh, so, uh, settling on uh, securing him for for the future, or if not, then uh, you're going to have a, a hole to fill with also Raquan Davis uh, as a free agent. And then DBs now, because you have state, two safeties that are free agents. You have Xavier Howard at cornerback that you moved on from that everyone knew you had to do. And uh, you're going to need some guys around Jalen Ramsey in the secondary at edge rusher or with where John Phillips and Bradley Chubb are uh, determining what you uh, what you need if both of them are, are starting the year on, on the, the PUP list and with Andrew Van Ginkle also a free agent. So, uh, there's no shortage of, of things that the Dolphins need to uh, keep their eye on and uh, and, and really hone in on uh, here as, as you get toward uh, toward March, the middle of March, the new league year and free agency. Like I've you, like I've told people, the combine is for this. Okay, you have two linebackers. You love this guy from Kansas. You love this guy from Kansas State. You love them equally. Right, because you watch the film, they're both good football players, this, that, boom, boom, boom. Okay, now we get to the combine. Now you sit, get to sit down, and you get to have a conversation for 20, 30 minutes with the guy. And you find out this guy's dumb as bricks, and his interests are stupid shit. And then you find out this guy, his IQ is really high, and he reads uh, philosophy, and he's into this, that, and he's really smart. And you're like, okay. Same guys. All right, let's go with the smarter guy. Um, two guys even. You love these two left tackles. One's from USC. The other one's from UCLA. And you're like, okay, well, all right. We love them both. Now let's go through the medicals. Ah, this guy's got a right knee that's been scoped twice. It's got some cartilage missing. This other guy's clean. We like them both the same. Let's go with the guy that's a little healthier. That's what the combine is all about. That's where you find out about a player. I love this quarterback, and I love that quarterback. And they're both about the same. Now you sit down, and one answers all your questions, can decipher every defense. The other guy needs help. And then that's, that's what ends up happening, you know, in the process. Jared Goff, it was Jared Goff and... Who was the other one at the top of the Carson Wentz? Carson, Carson Wentz. Wentz that so uh, I know some people in the Rams. And um, the Rams interviewed both guys. You know who they took, right? Okay. They, they go and they and the offensive coordinator comes down and starts to interview him and starts to put out a defense, this, that. And, and Jared Goff answers all the questions to a T about what this defense is doing, what that defense is doing, this, that. 
and and uh, and Wentz struggled with it, right? So they end up taking uh, uh, what's it called, Golf over Wentz because of the IQ session of deciphering defenses. They liked them both equally, but they wanted Golf in the end because of that. Yeah, it's those kind of tiebreakers that I think is kind of what you're getting at in in making these decisions. And, and so, I mean, you never know. You know when, that's what went on with the Rams. The Rams were like, no, mm -hmm. we, got, we got to get golf. That's the guy we wanted because he his memory apparently was impeccable. Like, they, like, apparently the coordinator would put the stuff out, have him watch it for a second, then take it all down, and then he'd, he'd be able to put it right back up again and run the play and go exactly where he needed to go. And it was one of those things that they he they were more impressed by his, the Q and A session with golf than they were with Carson Wentz, and that's a fact. And yeah. so the, these are things that go on, and this is what the combine is. The shit that they put on for you on the NFL Network, bro. That's just to get ratings and keep the the football and the you know the NFL and in, in in the headlines, and that's what that shit is for. That's all. You know what I mean? And fans then clamor to go out there and watch. Are they still doing that, by the way? Where they give a section to the fans to come out? Are they still doing that shit? I don't even I'm know. Not sure. We, we, yeah, we'd have to find out once uh, once it actually goes down. Um, yeah. yeah. And actually, uh, to, to your point, <laughs> um, I, so this is now my third combine. I, I assumed going into the first one, well, I, I knew, you know, you had to get all the, the scoop on what's going on going into free agency in, in a couple of weeks. But – uh, and the networking aspect and everything like that. But I assumed you actually do go to watch drills going into the first one. And then I found out very quickly that is uh, not even a little bit of what you do as a media member. Uh, I never, the combine. I mm -hmm. never right, go right. to the stadium. I go to the stadium to record the coach. The first day or second day, usually they talk for the Dolphins. And the first, second day, I find out what time. Okay, I'm going to. I'll go to the stadium. I'll record that, and I never go back again, bro. Never go back again. You know why? In the morning, while while they're all stuck there and doing all the little interviews and all that, I'm out on the streets trying to find agents who are hanging out. They're hanging out in hotels and lobbies. That's a little tip for you, by the way. They're hanging out in oh, hotels, yeah. lobbies, bars all over the place, while all most of the media is stuck in those rooms interviewing the college guys. And I get that they've got to do that because they've got articles coming up for the draft a couple months from now. And they're going to use a lot of that material. So, dude, I understand that. But if you really want to network, you can network while you're doing that instead of being there. You know what I'm saying? If you don't need all that draft stuff, which you do, unfortunately, you have to get that stuff because you're going to write stories a month from now or two months from now about a certain tight end or offensive lineman that you ended up talking to in the combine. And now you can use that stuff so you know there's a lot of pre-planning that goes on with the combine for you guys but it's really more about networking it's really more about finding out information most media members that are smart and are, and are experienced they don't give a shit about what goes on in the stadium at all yeah 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 for for viewers who uh, don't have sort of uh, an idea of what what the combine is like in downtown indianapolis so uh, at least these days. I don't know if they used to have it at the stadium uh, somewhat. But, yeah, all the testing goes on in Lucas Oil Stadium. But me, this is my third combine. And in my first two years, I have not stepped foot inside of Lucas Oil Stadium yet. 
So uh, it's it's the um, Indiana Convention Center. It's right across the street from it. Huge building, and uh, that's where they have all these interviews that you end up seeing on TV. The coaches, the GMs, later in, in the week, uh, all the prospects at different positions uh, speak. And then there's a media workroom for us as well. So, yeah, that's kind of where we're locked in uh, a lot of during the day for, for those of us that have to write, you know, on daily articles and things like that and conduct interviews, go up upstairs, downstairs, all of that. And then uh, a lot of the networking ends up, at least for us, uh, that are working during the day uh, has to happen at night. So going out at night and uh, you, you, you really barely sleep because you get up the next morning and uh, you got some more uh, prospect interviews and then uh, stay up late at night uh, just – seeing who you run into uh, out at the bars, the restaurants, the hotel lobbies, everything else. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, that's really what it, what it ends up being about, is more about finding out all of that. Um, is there a, you know, last, yesterday, I would I would imagine that I put this list out, Cedric Wilson, Robbie Chosen, Tyler Croft, Jeff Wilson, I think may not return, Christian Wilkins, Jerome Baker, Melvin Ingram, Eli Apple, any other names that you may not expect to return? All right, so, so tell me uh, who you said again. Yeah, I said uh, uh, Cedric Wilson, Robbie Chosen, Tyler Croft, Jeff Wilson, Christian Wilkins, Jerome Baker, Melvin Ingram, Eli Apple, besides, of course, the cuts that they just made with X and uh, and Agba. Yeah, um, I think there would probably be a decision to make between Deshaun Elliott and Brandon Jones for, for Anthony Weaver. As far as uh, keeping one of those safeties next to Javon Holland, and I know you, you know, you're sneaking in Christian Wilkins on me in, in that list, and we we've already. Said, I know that that's that's your take on it. I have him coming back, so uh, we'll see uh, what what that ends up uh, being. Who ends up being right on, on that one? Um, so yeah, I would think uh, between the, the safeties, you have to get one of those in, and then uh, and then the other ones out, and then uh, yeah, and obviously yeah, you did not have Andrew Van Ginkle, so I have him coming back. As yeah. well, so yeah, I think that that's a home run that you have to hit him, and, and you did not have Robert Hunt there, right? So you have the Dolphins bring bringing him back. Oh yeah, in fact, yeah. in fact, if Wilkins does not get tagged and he gets released, or they don't come to an agreement with him, I could see Rob Hunt getting the tag, and the money that gets freed up for for uh, X, that's what they use to then give him that contract. The flexibility they have they use for free agency or any trades or any other guys that they need to sign. I could see a Rob Hunt getting tagged and then reworking that deal in June because they have up until like June something, right, to rework that deal, correct? If, I, if, I'm, if I'm right? For? If you tag him, you have to like. Oh, oh, Wilkins or Wilkins or Hunt or whoever gets tagged, yeah. I mean right. Hunt. I mean Hunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right, right. You have to like June something. So right around when you get that right. money, that's where you can use that money for hunt is what you. Yeah. Can do. Yeah. So. That's a possibility. Uh, another thing uh, I'm thinking that we had to mention his name in that list is Connor Williams. And he, Drew Rosenhaus was, uh, was on uh, uh, this past week saying uh, that he expects uh, him to, to wait in free agency. Now, if really? June one money. Really? Wait, <laughs> Wait, wait for what? The money to dry up? The <laughs> well, to dry up? Yeah, Come on, bro. Well, said but that. this could work for the Dolphins. This could work for the Dolphins because exactly. they get exactly. close to in one money. I know, but it sounds like it's it's it, it's it, it sounds like really creative bullshit on his part. But if you really know what's going on, you can't wait in free agency, dude. 
the money the options dry up people make their plans they go get their centers they don't need you anymore. They're going to move on, bro. That's just kind but of there's a lot of uncertainty with Connor Williams coming off that ACL. So, And that plays, and you said it, that plays right into I, I was like, when he said that, I laughed my ass off right there. And then I said, oh, my God, this is great for the Dolphins. This is fantastic. You want to wait? Okay, good. The Dolphins won't be competing against anybody for your services. Freaking fantastic, bro. Love it. And then later in the same day, that's when uh, when the news comes out that or Xavier Howard is uh, told that uh, he will be uh, released at the start of the new league year as a post-June 1 cut. So then June, that money comes in. And if Connor Williams is waiting that long, then uh, there you have it. That, that could work right into everyone's hands. So are you, uh, you trying to find out about Derrick Henry or Patrick Queen? Yeah, yeah. The, the, those those uh, those are two uh, uh, high uh, high priority uh, items uh, around here. Um, so yeah, I mean Derrick Henry is. I, I mean I think the Titans might be trying to work something up, but I, but for Derek, on Derrick Henry's perspective, um, he's he ain't going back. He ain't going right, back. right. He he wants to go to a contender. They're not yeah. a contender right now. They're they're rebuilding in Tennessee. They're not a contender. He's not. They could try to want to work anything they want, but um, yeah. He's going to leave. He has to leave. It's time for him to go and go somewhere where he has a chance to actually really win. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, he thought he was going to get drafted time for him. years ago. Yeah. So maybe right. uh, Miami's a good place for him. Grass, no tax state, uh, good offense. So yeah. the, the need for a power short yardage runner. Yeah, yeah. And track down Patrick Queen's agent, too. See what he's – because, you know, Mike Mike McDaniel ain't going to give you guys shit in free agency because he can't. He can't say anything. Oh, yeah, yeah, he can't. Right, right. He's not going to say anything. So you got to try and track down those agents and yeah. see what's going on. All right? Good so call. Good call. We'll catch up on Friday, my friend. You tell us the yes, dirt. Sir. Okay? Oh, oh yes. <laughs> All right. All right. Good, right. Man. Good All right. Welton Rayom, we love talking about, you know, Jeff Welt right now. Jeff Welt is like, if you, if you meet Jeff Welt, I just want you to know that he permanently has a smile on his face the entire time. Okay. And that happens to all of us when our crypto bags are just exploding. And whether it's his Ethereum, his Bitcoin bag, his Pendle bag, whatever it is, my man Jeff Welt is killing it. And so is Daniel Realm. They are the best in the business. 954 966 4646, folks. If unfortunately you're dealing with bankruptcy issues, homeowner property damage, condo damage, criminal defense, business owner claims, commercial litigation, personal injury, please call Jeff Walt and Daniel Rayom, 954-966-4646. They can take care of you. The consultation is completely free. And even if you don't need a lawyer right now, with the new uh, laws that uh, DeSantis passed, he gave the, the, the businesses, the corporations, the edge over us the consumer so more importantly now than ever you better have the right lawyers and i saw these guys in action and they crushed progressive so please give them a ring 954-966-4646